0: What I Have Learned So Far by Mary Oliver Meditation is old and honorable, so why should I not sit every morning of my life on the hillside looking into the shining world because, properly attended to, delight as well as havoc is suggestion. Can one be passionate about the just, the ideal, the sublime, and the holy, and yet commit no labor to its cause? I don't think so. All summations have a beginning. All effect has a story. All kindness begins with a sown seed. Thought buds toward radiance. The gospel of light is the crossroads of indolence or action, be ignited or be gone. This is one of my favorite poems, not one of my favorite Mary Oliver poems, one of my all time favorite poems. And I love Mary's skill at distilling her point down to one often shocking line. This particular poem came to mind as I read the gospel for today. It convicts the reader to take stock of his or her commitment to life in Christ, to make a decision to take and keep or to take and give. And this little passage from Matthew, following all of those really long passages that we've had in the last few weeks, echoes Mary's conviction of the reader, particularly with regard to welcoming. Can we be content to be passionate about the just, the ideal, the sublime, the holy, and commit no labor to its cause, not if we claim to be followers of Christ. Jesus lived his life welcoming and ministering not only to prophets and righteous people, but also to little ones. And I'll say more about that in a minute. In today's gospel, when Jesus talks about welcoming It is in the purest, most radical sense imaginable. He talks about welcoming prophets because they are prophets, worthy of respect and dignity. We recognize their integrity. Oddly, though, prophets in Matthew's gospel received persecution, rejection, and even death. Strange rewards for those who proclaim God's word. And then Jesus talks about welcoming the righteous because they are righteous. Worthy of dignity and respect because they embody God's word. Over in chapter 13, verse 43, we hear, The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. That is a much nicer reward. And finally, Jesus gets to the cup of cold water, a seemingly simple gesture to us. We're used to keeping cold bottles of water handy in the fridge or having cold filtered water at the ready coming out of a spigot in the fridge door. Back in Matthew's day, to offer a cup of cold water required a lot of effort. One had to go to the local well, dip the bucket down deep, haul it up, pour the cold water into a stone jar, lug the jar back home, keep it in a corner in the shade. And then when someone needed a cup of cold water, one had to dip deep down into the jar not just skim off the top. And it was no easy task for these little ones. Who might the little ones be? Children naturally on first thought, Jesus always has a place in his heart for the children. But this particular water is given in the name of a disciple. So what if the little one is someone young in the faith, someone just learning about life in Christ? These little ones also live lives of integrity. They are just as worthy of being treated with dignity and respect as the prophets and the righteous Jesus makes that clear our baptismal covenant makes that clear we as followers of God in Christ are called to embody God's word in the world and God's word to us came through Jesus love God love your neighbor as yourself even these little ones Jesus never turned away the little ones, whether they were physically or spiritually little. He welcomed them into his presence, just as he has welcomed us. So we can't bask high on our hillside of grace, merely watching the poor little ones around us and look away when it becomes too unpleasant when we pass by someone who might be in need, when we let a slur or an insensitive comment go unchallenged, or when we think, well, I can't fix it, so I just won't do anything. And we aren't all prophets in the sense that we stand on a street corner shouting Bible verses but we are prophets in another sense because our words, our actions, our lives do in fact proclaim God's word and the good news in Christ Jesus. And we may find ourselves persecuted or rejected for our actions. We might not think of ourselves as particularly righteous But we can always live more righteously because we, as followers of God in Christ, are called to embody God's word in the world. And that work starts with simple welcoming. We can be the well for those thirsting for good news, thirsting for justice, thirsting for peace, thirsting for community especially those who are particularly vulnerable. Remember, Hagar and Ishmael were saved from certain death by God at a well in the desert. And the Samaritan woman met Jesus at Jacob's well. But we have to be willing to make that little extra effort to dip that ladle deep down into the cold water haul it up, and share it. So many times we welcome people without even really knowing it, with a word or a smile or a gesture, in a grocery store, walking in the park, at a drive through We may think, I didn't even know them. It was really nothing. But that's not true. We do know them. We know them as our brothers and sisters in Christ, as beloved children of God, even and perhaps most especially those who rankle us the most. If we can do that, if we can welcome everyone, we can sow those seeds of kindness compassion and love and it's good to know in these days especially that those seeds grow quickly as mary oliver reminds us the gospel of light is the crossroads of indolence or action be ignited or be gone the choice is ours now and forever. Let us be ignited. Amen.